So we are starting the first, well, it's February. So yeah, we're going to, it's, wow, oh, that went by quick. It's February today. Actually, it's already been February, but it's the first Sunday in February. And we are starting a brand new series called Winning the War in Your Mind. Winning the War in Your Mind. Have we ever had something in our mind where you go, should I, should I not? Should I, should I not? For those at home, if, if that's been you, type in yes or no here, should I, should I not? That is me daily, should I, should I not? But uh, that's basically what winning the war in your mind is going to be about. It's the, it's the hearing God's voice in our choices. Um, winning the war in your mind is actually a book written by Pastor Craig Rochelle, who pastors the, the Life Church in the States. And I recommend this book if you're looking for something to read. I've read it a couple times now, and it's just it's speaking more and more every time I read it. And even like uh, Pastor Linda said, starting next Sunday, we are going to do a devotional on a version Bible app. So it's online line for seven days about winning the war in your mind. And it's uh, time for us to connect uh, with you and God, but it's also really neat that there's parts in the Version Bible app where you can actually chat it out in, at the end of each day. And I find like I get quite a bit from that too, because I, people, what their thoughts are, I don't even think about that stuff. So it's really great to come together and do that. So all our details are on our website click it and uh, you, you'll get it. It's really easy. So our thoughts, our thoughts are powerful. They change our perspective, they impact our decisions, and they influence our habits. Most of life's battles are won or lost in our mind. You thought of that? Most of life's battles are either won or lost in the mind. This makes our mind technically a battlefield. And that's what I'm titling today's message today. It's the battlefield. There is a battle that wars in our minds, whether we realize it or not. And I want to give a little example of a battle that Brad and I experienced when we lived in British Columbia. Brad and I were guilty of ordering late night McDonald's in the past. We literally would be getting into bed and turning off the lights and we would turn to each other and go, ah, I'm kind of hungry. He's like, yeah, why don't we just get McDonald's? Sure, let's just get McDonald's. So first there's the thought, and it sounds good, but then there's the action. And we said, yeah, and, and in British Columbia, you can order McDonald's. So they came to our door with our, with our McDonald's. And so what was a good thought in the moment then led to, um, <laughs> it led to one time and then another time. And then another time. So don't look at me so judging, those who are here. Talk to the person next to you or think in your mind, what is something that you enjoy from fast food? Especially, you say, McDonald's, since we're talking about it. Is it the French fries? Is it the cheeseburger? If you're really holy, you say, no, McDonald's isn't for me. But what is something, say, from McDonald's that you really like? Type that in the chat, too. For Brad and I, where uh, it was once a one-time thing, then turned to a multiple, multiple times, did we lose the battle in our mind? Yes. We lost the battle over and over and over again with those fries, chocolate milkshakes, and we lost the battle. How did we overcome that battle? I would like to say that I prayed, but I did not. We moved here, so McDonald's is 30 minutes away, and they don't deliver. That's how we overcame the, the temptation of ordering McDonald's at midnight. So, 
That's just a little, little snippet of what can be in our minds, right? The battle. Have you ever battled with your mind before? Or it can be, just like I said, I want McDonald's, but after eating it seven times in a week, maybe I shouldn't. Should I cheat on that test that I didn't study for? Should I buy that item that I really want, even though I may go in debt for it? Should I watch the movie as I am older than what those ratings suggest? Right? The list can go on. Those are just some options that could just be little things in our mind, that little jabs. It could be something deemed small or even to something more hazardous to our health. Let's take it to uh, the Emperor's New Groove. Anyone in the house seen the Emperor's New Groove? A couple hands at home type in, yes, you've seen the Emperor's New Groove, where Kronk is standing there with the devil on his shoulder and the angel on the other shoulder, and they are battling back and forth, trying to get you to go with their side, right? Those are the little things that we think of, which is not actually true, but those visual can give us like that, right? With Kronk. I admit there are days I feel like Kronk and I have the battle of the angel and the devil on my shoulders. There is a battle in our mind. Today, the good news is, is that there is a way to win these battles. There is a way to win these battles. We do not have to suffer through these battles. We are going to look at scripture where Paul writes and tells us that we can win the battle in our mind that we can be conquerors. This month, we're going to be learning about how the lies in our mind can be captured and replaced with truth. So if you are in-house today, or even if you're online, we're going to read together out loud, if you can, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse 3. And it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive of every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's the passage, those few verses that we are going to take today. There's going to be more, but that is going to be our big point today. And then there's Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, right? His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's pray. God, thank you so much that you are here today. God, thank you that you are in our homes, that you are in the church, that you are wherever we are right now um, doing church together. And Jesus, we say, uh, speak clear to us. Speak your word to us today, Jesus. Let us have ears to hear you, hearts open, and our eyes to even see your good works. God, we ask that you help us renew our minds. Today, Jesus, we give you um, our message, but God, we also give you the battles in our minds today, God. And we come to you with an open heart saying, we are ready to battle and conquer these strongholds. In the name of Jesus, we give you this message today. Amen. So what do we do when we become trapped? What do we do when we become trapped by our thoughts and we're unable to escape the negative and unhealthy thinking? You may face thoughts such as, I'm not good enough. I failed. 
I'm fat. I'm ugly, right? I'll never measure up to that. I'm weak. And the list can go on, right? We know these jabs, these battles that are in our minds because we, we face them daily and most of the time on repeat. Those thoughts are lies. But we believe a lie. If we believe a lie long enough, it can become our truth. I'll say that again. These are lies. The enemy lies to us. But if we believe a lie long enough, it can become our truth. That's how the enemy attacks. And again, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4, Paul says, the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have a divine power to demolish strongholds. Today we're going to talk about how we can demolish, how we can destroy strongholds that are in our minds. We hear the word stronghold and we wonder, what is it? You know, like if you go to history class, you learn about the castles and, and, the, and the, the big buildings, right? Well, that's basically what, it, what Paul's talking about. The dictionary describes a stronghold as a castle or a fort surrounded by stone walls or moats. They're a defense military system. They're a structure put in place. Strongholds are also known as fortresses. These structures were built to defend territories in warfare and establish rule. The enemy wants to put up these strongholds, these fortresses in our mind, where when you, you say, no, I don't want to, but then eventually you're pounding on these walls physically and eventually you get tired and drained, then it happens, right? These strongholds, the enemy wants to build them. Paul uses the term stronghold to describe the mindset or attitude where it's a battle in one's mind. He also describes that we have strongholds in our lives. And in scripture, Paul writes how we can defeat these strongholds. There is an answer in God's word how we can come up against these strongholds. The enemy wants to build a military defense system that is not easily physically knocked down. These lies that the enemy attack us with, they can turn into our truths. They can even impact just our, not just our mental, not just in our mind, because eventually it could turn into our physical, and it can affect our mental and physical health. I want to share a little story on, that came to me. It was, it's about what I experienced on some, uh, it was a mental health situation, but then it turned into physical when I was five or six years old, I believed a lie that impacted my mental, which then turned to my physical health. Christmas Eve, I was in a house fire. I remember smelling the smoke. I remember hearing the crackling in the chimney and wondering, well, that doesn't sound right. I remember my parents telling my older sisters to take me to our neighbor's house and wait there for they will come once they're done dealing with the situation. What felt like forever, I remember sitting at my neighbor's house, looking out the window, seeing the smoke, and, but not my parents. I saw the fire trucks and smoke, but I didn't know where my parents were. I remember thinking to myself that my parents died. In that moment, the emotion was so strong that that unknown became my truth until my parents showed up. Right? There was no injury, no loss of, of life, just a smelly house, smelly toys, and Christmas was at Grandma's house that, that next day. As the weeks went on, we were getting back to normal, things were getting fixed, but there was something inside me that changed, and I wasn't aware of it. There wasn't a night 
where I wouldn't wake up with extreme stomach pain and physically being sick. And this would be the start of a long journey for me. And to be honest, I do not know how long this lasted. It was months for sure. It might have triggered into a couple years here and there. Depends on what was happening. Multiple times I would be taken to the hospital weekly for the gravel shot, just to knock me out, to calm me down, to put me to sleep. I remember seeing specialists doing tests upon tests. Everything coming up was negative. I was considered very healthy. This, this only started right after the fire. My parents thought it was video games. I was like, now looking back, I was like, how? They thought that I was playing this one video game that gave me nightmares, but there was no nightmares that I could remember. So one doctor gave my mom a new container of medicine to take before bed. I hated medicine. But the good thing was about these is that they were chewable and they were small. So I was like, all right, it's like a, week, like a week's amount of medicine to take. And I remember taking it. My first impression was that these taste good. I can do this. These taste really great. After that week went by, we met with the specialist. And uh, I wasn't sick all week. It was actually, I, I, was a, I remember the excitement as a child that I, didn't, I wasn't sick and I didn't have to go to the hospital. And I remember my doctor saying that my sickness, he said sickness, was being battled in my head, that I believed a lie that it became my truth. The fear was my lie. The new medicine that they gave me were Tic Tacs. The Tic Tacs brought some truth to what I was dealing with, but it was the prayer and the God's truth that conquered the fear. The war in our minds truly is a battlefield. Those strongholds that the enemy builds without you even realizing can be very strong and powerful. But, but God can heal our minds and God can make us whole. So here we go. How do we win the war in our mind? You guys want to be taking notes. This isn't a listening message. How do we win the war in our mind? How do we win? You may wake up each morning saying, today is the day. I am going to stop today. Whatever negativity is in my mind, today is the day. It stops now. I'm going to start a new habit. And you mean it. You mean it. But as the bad habit is a stronghold... This is even scientifically proven in the book of Winning the War in Your Mind. He talks about the neuroscience and scripture and how it lines up. It's, I like the analogy that Craig uses, and I'm going to use it to help us understand this. If I were to walk outside across my lawn each day, same path for 100 days, what would happen to that lawn? It would create a path. The grass would eventually die, dirt would be there, and there would be a path, Right? The same thing is in our mind. If for a hundred days I thought to myself the lie over and over and over again, the same lie, I now created a neural pathway through my brain. It is scientifically proven. How many times in our day do we have the thought, we're not good enough, or I failed, or whatever else that you think of? That thought can turn into a neural pathway in your brain. It's a habit. It keeps going and going. What we are going to do today, with God's help, is we are going to renew our minds. Type in the chat. Say it out loud here. God, 
renew my mind. Say it out. God, renew my mind. We are going to stay, if we were to stay off that old pathway, what would happen to that path? Grass would grow, the dirt will disappear, and the path will disappear, right? The same is for the battle in our mind. If we can get off and forge a new neural pathway with God's truth. We are going to conquer the lies with God's truth. Paul says in Romans 12 too, do not conform to the pattern of this world. In other words, don't get stuck in what is bad. Don't get stuck in it. Don't even give it time, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of our mind. We're going to take two steps on how we can win the war in our mind today. Two steps. Step number one, we need to identify your stronghold. Identify your stronghold. You may say, oh man, Kate, I have lots. I have lots. What goes on in my brain? I have lots. I'm speaking about me. I have lots. But we need to focus on the one. What is one? What is the loudest in your head right now? The one. And it will be different for everyone. What is that one stronghold and name it? Because you cannot defeat what you do not know. I did not know that I had the fear, right? I did not know I had that. The Tic Tacs brought truth. I was like, what? Tic Tacs? And then out of prayer and God's truth that I, I don't have to fear. I can put my trust in God. I don't have to fear, right? When we get ready to go to war, you study the enemy. You learn their weaknesses, and you plan the attack. We know that our enemy is a liar. That is how he fights. He, he is a liar, and he's good at it. But he has a weakness, and his weakness is God. It is God's truth. That is a weakness of the enemy. So what we get to do is that we get to fight back because we're on God's side and God's on our team. And together, by God's truth, we fight back. In John 8, 32, it says, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth. The truth will set you free. Isn't that amazing? The truth. And the lies we believe are a spiritual bondage. It ties us up. It makes us stuck. A spiritual stronghold where the enemy wants to hold you in. But Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10.3, For though we live in the world, we live here, we do not wage war as the world does. We do not physically wage war. But we can defeat the lies with truth. Say right now, I can defeat the lies with truth. Right now, I can defeat the lies with truth. In Ephesians 6.10, Paul says, Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Not our mighty power. Not our mighty power. We, can't hit, we can hit and punch those stronghold walls as much as you want. Your hands will go black and blue. But with God... With his mighty power, those walls don't stand a chance. He continues to describe the armor that is available for us to use against the attacks of the enemy. In Ephesians 6:13, it says, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be standing firm. Yeah. 
firm. Right? Firm. God wants us to win. He is on our side, and he just says, guys, you need to listen to the truth. The truth will set you free. And you will stand firm. There is the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation. All these pieces, if you look at them, are defensive. Put those things on. Be, be in your armor. But they're defensive. God only gave us one way to fight back. He didn't say, there's your options. He said, here's your option. That is the sword of the spirit, which is the very word of God. One option. For the word of God is alive and powerful, Hebrews 4.12. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint marrow, joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. The sword of the spirit. That's how we fight back. God's word. And the next point is that we need to name our, strong, our stronghold, but we need to name the truth that demolishes that stronghold. We need to fight back with truth, conquer that lie with truth. And, in, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. John 8, 32. We, weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. It is God's armor and his one sword. On the contrary, we have divine power to demolish strongholds. With his truth, we can come up against those strongholds and say, in the name of Jesus, I conquer you. I break down these strongholds. We demolish them. We demolish the arguments that go on in our minds. The fighting back and forth, the what ifs, and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive, we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. Christ's thoughts, Jesus' thoughts, Jesus' plans. His plans are what? Good. They're pleasing. They're perfect. Whatever that stronghold in your mind, what we can do is we can destroy it with God. We can demolish it with God. We can take captive. We are not prisoner to our thoughts. We make them obedient to Christ. It is the word of God that sets us free, and it's his powerful living word of God that is sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts away the lies. Who would love for their lies to be cut off, right? Who would love these strongholds to just break and crumble and be free? The enemy just builds and builds, but we we are stronger than that because we have God on our side. And God says, you know what? Use the truth. I am the truth. And we're going to break free. In 2 Peter 1.3, his divine power has given us everything. Everything for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. How do we become free from our strongholds? All month long, we're going to be talking about it. But number one, name it. What is that thing that's just tying us up, that's bringing us down? What is that burden that does not belong in our life? What is making us sick spiritually and mentally and physically? What is that thing? Because it is not of God. 
And number two, we break it off with God's truth. Who does God say that I am? Who am I in Christ? Those are the things that you say, God, speak to me. Let me open your word and let's conquer back. Let's fight back. If needed, you pray into that, but bring people with you to pray into that. Say, friends, I am battling. We are not meant to do life alone. We are meant to do this together. Please call. Call me. Text me. Send me a message. I, I want to see us all free, all our strongholds, we, broken, to have life and health, right? To live in God's truth. God wants that more than ever. He wants those pathways that we just keep driving ourselves through that over and over again, that grass that doesn't grow back. He says, no, 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 no more death in this area. It's time to reshift. We're now going to go this way, and you're going to come this way with me. That place is now going to die. That place is not for you. This place, this place is for you. This is the place that God is calling you to. We need to conquer our strongholds with truth. I understand that when you have those lies and those battles, I'm speaking because I do it. I battle. I have lies that come at me. We're human. The enemy wants to take. He wants to take us. But God loves us. God has already given his son for us. He's already won the battle that we sit here going, what should I do? What should I do? He says, win it with truth, and I am your truth. Thank God that he is the answer. Thank God that we don't have to go, what am I doing? We say, God, help me for my next step. God, help me break down these strongholds that are on repeat in my mind because they are not of you. God, show me the truth. Speak to me your word. Thank God that his truth sets us free. And with the renewing of our mind, we can be transformed by his power. God's power. It's not just off in space, God's mighty power, God's power is here for us, for us to use. Let's name that stronghold and let's find the truth. Ask God, what is the truth that sets me free? What defeats this stronghold? God has a good and pleasing and perfect plan for all of us. God has a good pleasing and perfect plan. His future is bright for all of us. He wants us to be a transformed people. Do we want to be a transformed people? Yes. By the renewing of our minds. Living to honor and to obey Jesus. We just did a whole series, his lifestyle, right? Let's continue with that lifestyle. He wants only what is best for, for us. He wants to take care of us. And because he gave his son, Jesus, that is the step. Jesus came, to, and he died for us. He is our Lord and Savior. He is the Almighty. He came to conquer strongholds and death. We can't conquer death. Jesus came and conquered death. And out of his conquering death, we have life. We have true life. So today, church, today is the day, and I know that there is, there is days where hell is screaming loud in our heads. So it is. 
But today is the day to begin that track of no more pathway. Let the grass grow and switch your pathway and follow the truth and defeat those strongholds. Today is the day. So right now, whether you're at home or here, I want you to either mentally or think or type it in your phone. What is that stronghold that is holding you captive? Because today is the day that you're going to name it. And today is the day that God and you are going to conquer it. Today is the day. I want to pray for everyone in person here today and for those online. If we can stand, even if you're at home, if you want to stand. And I want to pray. I feel like there is, there is battles going on. There is war going on. And I'm not going to promise you it's, it's going to, to all, all go away until we, we die and go up to heaven. But that is part of the battle. And God said, here's the armor. Here's how you fight back. There is hope. So today, if you can just um, even open your hands up or raise your hands or however, and this is you saying, God, I am here. And today, Jesus, I want to renew my mind. God, renew my mind. Transform me today. God, I am no longer captive to what the enemy holds me to. I am no longer stuck in these lies. I am no longer a believer of what is a lie. It is not a true. It's not truth. Jesus, you are truth. You are mighty. You are above all things, God. You came and you conquered death. You conquered the enemy. You conquered the strongholds. You conquered the lies and the death that comes against us. Jesus, we say, have your way defeat these strongholds in the name of Jesus. The lies that are in our minds are no longer in the name of Jesus. The wars that go on in our mind, Jesus, we say conquer them. We know that you are good, that you have conquered sin. You've conquered the enemy. There is no way that the enemy can, can, can have a control on me, Jesus, because you are love and I accept you as Lord and you, Jesus, are Lord of all. Today, Jesus, I say, help me. Help me break down these strongholds. Help me see the lies, and then help me, help me hear your truth. And Jesus, let me use your weapon well. Today, Jesus, I pray that you send your spirit so, so strongly, Jesus, the overwhelming truth of who you are to us today. I pray, Jesus, that there is no way for these strongholds and these lies can last. There's no way that they can be louder than your voice because you are God. You are God. And we thank you that you have come to save us. So, Jesus, today we move forward. Today, we say we conquer. Today, we walk in line with you, not on the old pathway, but on the new. We follow your truth. Today, Jesus, we ask for your strength. Renew our minds and transform us. You are life, and we want to have life with you. In your name, amen. Amen. Well, that's what I got today. <laughs> Church, I want to encourage you. Don't leave going, I'm going to lunch. It starts today. We've all said we battled. 
it starts today to battle back with God's word, God's truth. And next week, there's going to be another points to keep us growing and keep us winning the battles in our mind. Okay? All right. Have a good week, everyone. Blessed.